Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is June 30th, 2013, and boy, do I have a show for you. Tonight, we're going to talk about an age-old issue, and that issue is being betrayed. For absolutely less of a reason, people tend to find themselves in the middle of a hot mess, and what I mean by that is cheating. Um, what What I found is that 95% of the people that come in my office come in with a relationship issue that has been associated with being deceived, duped, betrayed. So tonight, let's face it, cheating is always going to be a hot topic, especially for people that are dating, going through a relationship issue or a divorce. And, And here's why. Because nearly everyone at one time or another has either been cheated on suspected that you were being cheated on, been tempted to cheat, or been guilty of cheating. Now, if you don't find yourself somewhere on that list, the chances are you don't get out very much. But before we tackle the subject of how to tell if your partner may be cheating, let's make sure everyone is speaking the same language. Now, you know, I had to Google this and go through some dictionaries. So simple this, cheating and most definite, by most definitions, including ebonics, defines infidelity as an act of unfaithfulness, disloyalty, betrayal, and especially to a sexual part. So some important ground rules are before we start the show and get embedded into what's a definition, we need to understand exactly, you know, what is cheating? Now, later in the show, I'm going to have a read from the uh, Facebook group, Black Women Who Want More, which is about 80,000 or more sisters. So I'm quite sure, ladies, if you're part of that group, go ahead and start trying to get in because I anticipate our lines being jammed tonight. But first, uh, cheating requires an action. 
Simply being attracted to someone else does not count. So for those of you that are paranoid as hell, you don't have to consider yourself a cheat unless you've actually done something about it. Because let's face it, if people are attractive, if you're a normal guy and some attractive woman walks by, you're going to look. Or if you're a normal woman and you see a handsome man, of course you're going to look. That doesn't mean you're cheating. Now here's the other thing. Second, you need to have a signed contract or a commitment to someone in order to break it. In other words, it is necessary to explicitly pledge your faithfulness and loyalty before you can consider someone cheating on you or disloyal. You know, what I've found in in, uh, a lot of instances is that a lot of people think that they're being cheated on when, in fact, you're not in a relationship. You're dating somebody, and because they bought you a drink or a hot dog, you call that being in a committed relationship. Wake up and smell the manure, people. That is not a relationship. Relationships require a few elements. And let me give you what they are because uh, um, a lot of things that we probably are uh, consider cheating, when I get finished, um, is you're going to realize that's not cheating. So here's one thing you can look at. If you and this person um, have not had the talk, and I don't mean the birds and the bees, I mean a real conversation where you've set and defined that, you know what, this is a relationship, and it can't be that you said it's a relationship and they didn't concur. So just because you told someone, I love you, you're my boo, your underwear hit the floor at their house or their underwear hit the floor at your house, that does not constitute a relationship. So implied exclusiveness in a relationship won't get you a conviction for cheating. You need to make sure that you and this other person actually believe the same thing and you actually understand that you have made a defined commitment and may and not only just said that you're in a relationship, but the other person said the same thing back to you, okay? That's number one. Finally, sexual intimacy is in and of itself a de facto pledge of exclusivity to some women, brothers, not all women. And ladies, you know that brother, the one that uh, offered to wash your car, cook your dinner, and all, you know that guy. If you dared... Take your underwear off over his house at your house with a guy like that. Believe me, dude thinks that you're his woman. So if you want to fix that before this show goes any further, you might want to get a pen and pad out because what I'm going to go over tonight are all the signs that a man is cheating on a woman, that a woman is cheating on a man, that you are just crazy. We are definitely going to get into this discussion. So with that said... Here's some things that we're going to just lay out, some simple stuff to detect. If you suspect that your partner is cheating, it might cause you to accuse yourself. Let me say this again. It might cause you or them to accuse yourself of being paranoid or being a bit of a proof. So with that said, here are two more bits of information you need to know before we proceed. One, cheating is never okay. By definition, infidelity involves deception and disloyalty, two things that are always toxic to a relationship. With that being stated, don't make a commitment that you can't keep that will keep you out of the mess that we're going to discuss tonight. 
No one can legitimately claim it is harmless for anyone to deceive or be disloyal or betray them, okay? You have a right to know. You have a right to know, especially if it is sexually intimate, because now not only whoever you're sleeping with, you just brought that into somebody else's life. So you're having a de facto threesome whether you know it or not. Keep asking until you are satisfied with answers and allow yourself to be in the allowing yourself to be in the dark only puts a dark cover over an entire relationship. So now let's get on to some common signs that you are the one and only. The first cheating sign, I can just see some of you. I bet you some people are writing so hard in the paper that you could rub your thing over the tablet and feel what you're writing. Your partner takes a brand new interest in his or her appearance, but doesn't seem to care whether you notice. Now, let's draw some lines here. Sometimes people just get a new job, they finally get a little money in their pocket, or they looked in the mirror and said, this is a damn shame, I need to do better. If that's the case, don't one think that they're necessarily cheating on you. Just because someone uh, took a bath, got a new hairstyle, had a sexy shift in wardrobe, or, you know, if you're fair-skinned and you start doing this uh, tanning salon thing or going to the gym, it could be you just want to look better and improve yourself, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But these are the clues that might be suddenly on this display for someone else's benefit. Now, if your newly polished partner also deflects or downplays your compliments, beware. That's right. If they act like, you know what, me doing this is no big deal, uh, oh, really, that's a bunch of bull. People want you to notice how they look, and this is especially true for men, believe it or not, you thought I was going to say women, didn't you? But it is especially true for guys. We want you to notice that we shaved. We want you to notice that we um, did 10 extra push-ups. That's something you, we would love for you to pay attention to. Likewise, ladies, before you start looking at him really funny, look in the mirror because you know you are the exact same way. The same things that we did to get you, which is more than likely paying you compliments, noticing how you looked in that dress, that little swag you had in your walk, we definitely pay attention to those things. So if you see your partner just got spruced up or got their act a little bit more together, it's possibly is true that they may be intent on impressing someone else. Now, let's go to cheating sign number two. Ready? Here we go. If your partner starts giving you evasive answers to really simple questions, now I know someone's sitting out there going, okay, D, what is a simple question? Glad you asked. If somebody gives you an evasive answer and then you say something like, uh, how was your day today? And they say, well, you know, I'm going fishing. You know, that may be a good sign. Or if all of a sudden this woman that's been wanting you to just talk to her doesn't give a damn if you talk to her, that might be a sign. If the partner develops a new defensiveness or a sensitivity to request for just generic information, you know, like, well, you know, where are you going? Somewhere, You know, if they start telling you stuff like that, this is a sign that that person may be hiding something and is afraid that you will put two and two together. 
Now, ladies, please don't write me, please, because I know I'm getting ready to really pull the wool over somebody's eyes. When your woman starts giving you too much information when you ask a question, fellas, let me give you this. Women are smarter than men. That's right. I said it. Don't hate me, but they are. If a woman is going to deceive you guys, if she's going to lie, if she's going to sneak out and do something dirty, he thought it out, unlike men. Men just, we, we will say something stupid like, you know, what did you do last night? Uh, it got dark. You know, we just say dumb stuff. But women stop and cross the T's, dot the I's, and they plan what they're going to do. So if all of a sudden you ask her, you know, did you go to the store, and she starts telling you that she went to the store and, you know, they had this on sale, and when I went down the aisle, I saw so-and-so from church. That's a bunch of bull. Too much information is typically a sign that someone really do not ask them another question or they're trying to take you down an aisle that do not need to be on. The next thing, this is cheating sign number three, and this should be the most obvious of signs. That sign is your partner has become secretive. That's right. You catch that fool whispering on the phone. And, and it's so funny, I'm thinking about this uh, old blues record called Cheating in the Next Room, but that's what they do. They go in another room, they're talking very low, or if you notice your mate is sitting outside in the car on the phone for 30 minutes before they come in the house, duh, hey, dummy, it's a reason they didn't come in the house. Or if you start noticing that person that you're dating wants to spend two extra damn hours at the office, who in the hell wants to work that much? You know, not even sl even slaves wanted to get up early. You, you feel me? So when you see that that your mate is starting to have a clandestine approach to talking on the phone, that is a very very bad sign. Now, I have to add, in not just the phone, because we are in the age of the, of technology. This applies to the computer. So. When you notice that someone has deleted the damn cookies, and I'm not talking about those cookies you should be not be eating anyway. I mean cookies on your computer. When you see that these things are changed and you look up and just out of you, you're lazy if you're like me. I always go to history because I don't feel like looking up anything twice. And you notice there is no history. Everything has been deleted. That's a sign. If you guys share phones, now let me, before I give this bit of advice, you have no doggone business going through somebody's phone. That is their private property. It's also a sign that your butt may be insecure, crazy. However, if you are married, that is that bet is all off. What's hers is yours. What's his is yours. So if you are married, and I'm not talking about you playing like you married. I mean, you took vows, you got on rings, or you are engaged to be married. There should be carte blanche access to computers, to phones, even to voicemails. And I'm going to tell you why. If you have a problem with someone that you are going to spend the rest of your life with, if you have taken vows before God, you said the big I do, you got on your knees and proposed, you are really full of crap if you can't allow that person access to your phone, your voicemail, or to your computer. And if you are being denied that access, 
that is a huge red flag. Now, now I know I'm going to probably have someone saying, I have a right to my privacy. Yes, you do. You are entitled to your privacy. But nobody made your ass put that ring on. Nobody made you take those vows, and nobody made you step up and say, you know, I want to be the other part of you, and you're the other part of me. So if you have said those things, perhaps this is one of two signs. One, you didn't really mean it, but two, if you not, you're not ready yet. And if you're not ready, that's okay. It's time to doubt. Now, before we go any further, we're going to take about a 45-second break. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back. to Conversation with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Now, what I want to do is, before we do anything, um, I want to give out this phone number. It's area code 646-478-5610, repeating 646-478-5610. If you are in this situation and you want to get in on it or you want to ask a question, now is the time. Uh, the heartbreak you save may be your own. You may save yourself from getting a federal indictment for shooting somebody or doing something crazy like keying up somebody's car. So calling in will probably save you some jail time. Anyway, back to this show. The other signs that someone is cheating. Now, this is a really, really big one. If your partner is less interested in physical intimacy with you, that is is a red flag. This item should be considered with the uttermost caution. Now, here's what uh, we need to look at. The first thing is, oh, and uh, Renee, if you call and press 1, because we're expecting Renee to uh, open to join us, and she is president of Black Women Who Want More, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say about this. Uh, but the item should be considered a big caution, and here's why. There are so many reasons someone might have a flagging, uh, flag, you know, just a, what's the word I'm looking for, a diminished libido. It could be stress. It could be sleep deprivation. It could be health issues or hormonal cycles. The person might, not, might even be losing interest in the relationship. That doesn't mean they're cheating, but if it happens, you have to rule out some of these alternatives and see if the symptoms persist, and you have to keep your eyes for other evidence as well. So let me give you some advice about this. I understand Renee is about to join us, but I'm, I'm going to finish this statement. The first thing, if it's a man, and that man is over 35, not 50 ladies, but 35 years old, and dude is a little overweight, he's diabetic, he doesn't work, isn't working out, 
you might want to go and get him to go get his cholesterol checked and see if he has um, the onset of diabetes or something like that. That can definitely affect a man's libido. So first, fellas, you know, if, if something's wrong down there, you may just want to go ahead and go see the doctor and get it checked out, and you'll be swinging like you were when you were younger. You know, it could be your testosterone levels are low. Now, these other things apply to both men and women. If you are stressed out, and the way things are nowadays, bills are biting you in the butt, uh, dealing with kids, uh, worry about financial security and job security. You know, if you just talk about those things, it may not make the problem go away, but I have a saying I use in my practice. If you change the way that uh, you look at things, the things you look at will change because reality is definitely perception, and if you want to change your reality, change your perception because affecting the bedroom and intimacy is not a good idea and actually, being quite honest, folks, it may make you get a little closer. The next thing, and I'm going to say this, this is going to sound so throwed, quit spending money that you can't afford to spend, pretense, and keeping up with the Joneses, especially in people that live in a house together or that uh, share resources that don't live together. Being pissed off at someone can make you want to sleep with them. So, ladies or gentlemen, if your significant other is carrying most of the financial weight in your relationship, that will definitely be an erection killer, and it will definitely cause your girl to drop like the Mojave. You might want to discuss those things because that is just making footsteps toward a breakup. The next thing, just general health issues. If you ladies are pre- or perimenopausal, and the first sign of this is you're having moodings, hot flashes, and things of that nature. Or I'm going to give you something else. Gentlemen, if your girl lost a child or, or had a miscarriage or she's had an abortion or something like that, psychologically, her in the back of her head, and some women aren't conscious of this, but it is very much so uh, a potential that she is dealing with postpartum depression, and you don't have to have gone through with the pregnancy to have postpartum depression. You could have aborted late or early. And here's what and the being is she associates sex with getting pregnant again, and the last time she got pregnant, her health was threatened, she lost a child, and fellas, I don't care if she lost that baby at six weeks or nine months, to a woman, that is part of her. And that's something that we as men can't understand, and I guess you brothers learn to understand it, because health issues like that really do affect a woman and affect her in such a way that you need to first comfort her, reassure her that you love her for who she is, kid or no kid, and then you can probably get the bedroom back on track. But be patient and do not rush that, because that's just being real damn insensitive. The next was hormone cycles. For women that are, again, going through post-menopause, and, and let me give you a hint on menopause, ladies, it only lasts 24 hours, and really 12 to 24 hours. But premenopause, perimenopause, and postmenopause can be years. So you can have the onset of menopause, and it can be actually three or four, even five years before it onsets and you go through the actual event. And then after you've had that little bitty cycle of time, Postmenopause can last two years, three years. So, again, everybody, men and women, go get yourself checked. 
and if those things have been eliminated, and to go through the list again, if hormone and libido has been checked, stress is put in check, sleep deprivation in check, health issues, hormonal cycles in check, and your partner doesn't want intimacy with you, hey, guess what? Your partner may be cheating. And there is no substitute for direct communication. When the clues start to pile up, do not be afraid to ask the hard questions and expect straight answers. With that said, uh, Julia, could is Renee on the line? Renee, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, girl, how are you doing? I'm awesome. I am so awesome. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. You have one of the, um, I'm going to just put this out there. If you are a woman of color, and correct me if I'm wrong, Renee, but I'm going to include black to mean Puerto Rican, uh, Hispanic, Arabic, woman of color. Black women who want more is the most happening women's group page. I mean, I love Sexy After 30 and Sexy After 4. I love all of that. But black women who want more started the game. And they came, well, there's so much content on that page and with what you sisters are doing. I'm going to tell you, if you're listening to the show, make sure you go to that page button because it will be well worth your time to do so. Renee, tell us about you. Tell us about your page, and then we can get into this conversation. Okay, um, I'd be happy to. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so, um, Dr. Ivan. Uh, Black Women Who Want More is an actual offline social group. The page sprung out of my desire to see women of color pursue wholeness in seven key areas because I believe that whole women make smart decisions. So Black Women Who Want More, we strive to be spiritually grounded, emotionally stable, physically fit, financially poised, intellectually enlightened, politically conscious, part of the process, and socially gracious. So on our journey to our best self, we're pursuing those seven key areas of wholeness. And the black women who want more pages spin off of that. We have now 13 chapters in 12 states, about 1,500 offline members. But the page is where I actually get to voice my opinions about the state of relationships, uh, Miss More Roses, that's the name that I use on the page because we give long stem roses at every event. And Miss More Roses is very direct and very real and very raw and speaks to the urgency of the state of relationships as they are today. And Miss More Roses is direct, um, never profanity, but slang and just kind of in-your-face messages called the naked truth that really reveal what we're doing. And we're doing a lot of things that, that are nasty physically, that are nasty emotionally, that are unhealthy emotionally, unhealthy physically. Women are not making good choices, are not making choices out of wholeness, but out of neediness, and so a lot of my posts, the naked truth and the rose petals, they speak to that, and they speak to that very, very blatantly, and sometimes it's controversial, sometimes it's embarrassing, but it's always poignant, and it's always piercing, and you're either going to get pierced and get mad and leave, or you're going to get pierced and and change and and bleed out the poison and heal. (laughs) Wow, wow, that's a lot. Renee, tonight's show is all about not getting played and, and keeping real and understanding 
the signs that someone is just popping it like it's hot. So what I'd like to ask you to do with me tonight is during the next two segments of the program, I'm going to go on both sides of the fence here. And what I mean by that is I'm going to describe the things that uh, most men think are going on when a woman is cheating. And I'd like for you to give me the both sides of the, uh, the coin, the stuff that, okay, girlfriend, yes, you are doing this, and brother, no, you trip and she's not. Can we, can we do that so that way we can be uh, piss off people equally male and female? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, here's the first thing. First, one of the major signs, and, and this is from me surveying some guys and doing my homework. So we, I ask guys, what are the top ten things that you see when your girl is cheating? Now, number one. The first thing that all men said is they feel that uh, she no longer needs them. And I'm like, for me, that, that really blew my mind that it's like if, if uh, she was never, never able to go shopping exercise across the street without you and suddenly she doesn't give a damn whether you come or not, it may mean something or someone else is filling your shoes. And, and my thought, my first reaction, Renee, was, Maybe she just needs time to herself, uh, but all of a sudden, if that's not how she usually is, is that a sign that the woman is cheating on the guy? Yes, I agree. That emotional disconnect, that I don't care what you want to do is equivalent to you asking a woman what's wrong and she says nothing, or you saying is everything okay and she says fine. Basically, she's like, I'm not going to feed into you emotionally anymore. My emotions are redirected. I don't care what you do, and I'm I'm out. You know, I I really don't care what you do. And that's a sign that, that she's on her way out because people leave emotionally first. So if you can see the signs of someone leaving you emotionally, be sure that that your body is um, going to follow. Boy, do I have the right guest on my show tonight, fellas? Uh, I'm gonna. I know most men don't have a pen, so just get something to write with a Crayola that your kid left out of something. You really need to get this. Here's number two. She no longer gets angry. Used to get angry. And if you didn't want to meet her for lunch or come out with her and her friends, but now everything you do is all right by her. By her, you know. Once upon a time, your every move had to be premeditated, but now all the small things you used to do mess messed up or that she considered uh, callous, they don't enrage her anymore. Now, my first reaction, Renee, is that could be a good thing. Who's to say? that your girl isn't just growing and maturing and getting to know you, but a lot of fellas think when she doesn't get angry, it's a reason for it. Is that true? That's also true. It's all part of the emotional disconnect. See, when a woman is fully engaged emotionally, we like to talk. We want to talk out everything. We want to have a conversation about everything. We want to fix everything. We want us to be okay. We want to be emotionally comfortable. We want to feel secure that the relationship is okay. And when we disengage, we don't care anymore. We don't care anymore if it's okay or not. (laughs) So that's a whole part of the process of detachment is, is I don't care, you know. So once you start getting that energy from a woman, that that's all part of the exit strategy. 
that is, hey, fellas, I guess I have to give it to the brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi and 100 Black Men. You guys actually are on top of this. The number three reason they gave me is that she is being secretive. She is no longer sharing her daily events with you, and in order to find out what she's doing, you have to hack her phone. And I'm just kidding. But being secretive and not sharing events, and my understanding Women are just like men. Sometimes they just are tired. They've had a long day and don't feel like talking, which, you know, there's a myth that all women like to talk a lot and too much, which that is a myth because everyone is different. But is it true that when she's not volunteering any information regarding the ongoing in her life that that's a red flag, Renee? Ding, 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 ding. You're right again. You get 200 bonus points. (laughs) It's definitely, definitely a red flag because, once again, we use about 2,000 more words a day than a man. And we use those words because it's how we connect emotionally. And when we don't want to tell you where we've been, um, we don't want you to ask. You ask, we give you one-word answers. It's because that's where we've, we've been somewhere where we're not supposed to be at this time. And the more we talk about it, the more likely we are to give up um, some incriminating information. So, yes, the, the secretive part comes in when we have something to hide because if we don't talk about it, we don't tell about it. <laughs> Renee, i got to ask you a question. What You know, men are pretty, I'm not going to say I'm not stupid. A lot of other brothers aren't stupid, but we're not exactly all that swift. Sign. What are the signs that a woman is being secretive that we just don't look at? Like, it, you know, I know sneaky stuff, sitting in the car talking for 30 minutes. We can spot that, but tell me the stuff that goes right up under our noses. Friend? Having a male friend that we may have had for a while and you kind of discounted it um, and you you haven't really checked into it, but that male friend is the person that I'm confiding in about the relationship. And I think sometimes men don't, don't understand how having a male friend, a male ear, a male confidant, how dangerous that can be to a relationship. And and if we get that past you, then you're done. If we can convince you that that's a casual friend, that it's no big deal, that it's my brother since third grade, my play brother, my play cousin, that's one thing. Um, Another thing is we we start to buy, and we do some of the same things men do. Um, All of a sudden, our bra and panties match, where we used to have the grandma and the the white bra and the blue panties and and grandma grandma panties or period panties or whatever you call them. We got comfortable with you, so we started, you know, but now all of a sudden, I've been to Victoria's Secret, and everything's matching, and the perfume, and the thigh-high stockings, and you will think that's for you. That's not for you, <laughs> wow. especially so when it's partnered with all the other draws, three things. Hmm? Some new draws is a warning sign. Yes, Whoa. yes, especially if, especially if they're not being, like if your sex life hasn't gone up a notch, it's, it's flat or it's gone down, but, I'm, but now I got all this new sexy, but I'm not bringing it to you, it's not for you. <laughs> oh man! Right now, Renee, it's some brother sitting in the house crying his ass off. All right, now, the fourth thing, 
They said, she places the focus on me. And I asked them, I'm like, what do you mean by that? So they said, you know, when I ask her a question, she turns the tables. And the former little chatterbox batteries are run out. And when you ask her how her night was, mm, it's the only word you get. It's all about you rather than I did this. Uh, and where where were you last night? You know, it's like everything is flipped and it's gone to combat mode. Is that a sign that a woman is just pissed, or is that a sign that she's flipping the script so you don't want to explain anything and she doesn't have to? That sounds to me like a woman that's that's having a revenge affair, like a, a, a retaliation situation. Like she thinks you're doing something, she suspects you of doing something, so she's doing something, and she she resents you. So every time you have a conversation, there's anger in that, there's bitterness in that, there's it's something that you did to cause her to do what she's doing. So every opportunity she gets is like this unspoken. I think you're cheating, or you may have cheated. I don't have any proof, but I'm out here doing the same thing. So every time we have a conversation, I'm going to flip it back on you because I'm angry at you anyway. I'm just not sure what I'm angry at you about. It's a suspicion that I have. And a lot of women will do revenge affairs and emotional revenge affairs because they think you cheated or they think you might be cheating, and then that causes that animosity. Wow. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. If you want to get in on this conversation or you want to bust somebody that's doing you really, really bad, you can call us in at 646-478-5610. at 646-478-5610. I have a Renee topping in from Black Women Who Want More as my co-host and good night, and we'll be right back in about 45 seconds. And we are in the middle of a show with my special guest, the president of Black Women Who Want More. When they hopping in, we are talking about, you know, don't play with me. When you get sick and tired of people taking advantage of your gentle nature, someone coming in the house telling you a lie that if they were Pinocchio, they could be a pole. I mean, you. this gets really old. And Renee and I are looking, uh, which we're about to finish the men's list, and we're going to go down the women's list of signs that a man is cheating. And right now we are on, I believe, number five of where uh, I met with a group of men, some of my frat brothers in Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, and a couple of alphas were in the room, too, so I give a shout-out to my alpha brothers. Uh, also, some of my brothers in 100 Black Men, so... These are some very bright, intelligent cats, and they came up. I asked them, I said, create a list of ten things that you think 
or evidence that your girl is cheating. Now, Renee, this next thing is going to kind of blow my mind, but it did excite the ignition in me, and with your vast experience, I cannot wait to hear your commentary. She showers you with gifts pleasure. Now, it's all about you. Your girlfriend is starting to come compliment you, asking you to go out, give you I love you cards for no reason whatsoever, and even offering to wash your car and watch this boxing match. While all these gestures on the surface seem so sweet, the fellas say that it's overcompensating behavior, and they make them suspicious because now all of a sudden, woman that kind of was indifferent is bombarding them with niceties, and they feel it's happening out of guilt. Renee, is there any truth to that? That could be, yes, there could be truth to that. I think that's that happens rarely, but it could be true, and here's why. Guilt. You know, women women can cheat better than men in terms of not getting caught. But we have more guilt. We have more consciousness of wrong. We have more um, feelings of, gosh, especially if the guy has been good to you, he hasn't done anything to deserve it, and you're just out there looking for something better, something more. The guilt sets in. And so that would be and could be a sign of guilt that she's cheating and she's feeling really guilty because you didn't do anything to deserve it. So I'd say yes. You know, my thought on that, and maybe this is one time I'm kind of like joining the Oprah bandwagon, but I think that people can have paradigm shifts, and sometimes brothers get a little paranoid and suspicious because she's doing something different. But I also think that there's uh, a part of the psyche where people will start giving you what they want from you. Because often when someone comes to me for relationship coaching, I will tell them, you know, instead of asking, start giving what you want to receive. And and don't go overboard with it. And I think what's happening is the going overboard is what's making somebody trip. But I'm going to urge this to the ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this because, to be honest, I'm going down a list that was created different genders, but when it comes to deception, infidelity, betrayal, and bullshitting someone, there is no gender that takes the dominant role on this. It, that's just either that individual doesn't have character, hasn't matured, or they are just the you know, relationship run its course, and they're just not man or woman enough to walk away. So if you suspect her of two-timing you fellas, whether it's your imagination running wild or you're just afraid of uh, losing her, I'm going to take these last uh, these last three or four things here and and help you kind of handle it, Renee. When they say that, I think she may be cheating, and the guy wants to approach her. I I always say you know the direct route is best, but something suggests that maybe you shouldn't be cheating. Uh, bring cheating. So the second option I give people is you know. Just ask, is everything okay, right? Now, and then say, you've been acting a little different uh, lately, and then give her some examples of how her behavior has changed. My question to you, Renee, and to the 80-some thousand women that tend to follow every word that comes out your mouth, what would you say a man should look for if he actually does what I'm suggesting, where he, you know, he does bring up the cheating, or if he does, he just says, is everything okay? 
you've been acting different lately. What would be some cues that everything ain't okay and these different actions are based on something? Um, if she if she says everything is fine and he knows that it's not, that's a huge clue. Um, if she refuse, refuses to engage in that conversation and just pretends that it's okay and pretends that those things that he noticed, you know, he's exaggerating or they're really non-existent, that's a pretty much a sign that it's over, that she's not going to uh, tell you what's wrong. She doesn't want to have a conversation about what's wrong. And you're not that that's a big sign. Um, it really, really is when you ask those types of questions and you don't get positive feedback. And she starts to spill, yes, this is wrong, yes, that's wrong, I'm not happy about this, then you have a chance to fix it. You have a chance to come in if you Does want to. Does that mean she's been cheating though if she starts to spill? Most likely, yes. If all the other one through how many things are, are input, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Phone a friend, bye vow, yes. <laughs> okay, here's another one. The guy has a sneaking suspicion, and it, it kind of I call it uh, just the intuition of the in- instinct. Women have it, and that, it's been referred to as mother wit, discernment, clairvoyance, whatever they are. Uh, threw some chicken bones on the floor, and they fell a certain way. But bottom line is the guy doesn't trust her. And what I tell her is rather than going blurting out something stupid like, I know what's going on, or I know who you've been messing around with, I always say don't ever accuse people of anything because if you're wrong, man, you just really created a damn problem that didn't exist. So my suggestion, men, is ask a question, like, say, is this something I should know? Or just, if you're going to have to make a statement, make a statement that says something like, I have reason to believe you're not being 100 with me. Meaning, when I say 100, meaning 100% honest with me. Now, I know that seems a passive approach to a serious topic, and but if you're wrong, you may be messing up big time, but if you're right, well, you know, you may have a permission to raise a little hell, but how can a man confirm what is, quote, unquote, as the fellows quoted it, a sneaking suspicion? What are, because I don't men have a damn clue. Women are way smaller, smarter than us. So what are the things that we should have a sneaking suspicion about? So you're asking me, let me get this clear, um, how should he approach the conversation of are you cheating? Yeah, I mean, and then beyond that, I'm going to connect it to the approaching that conversation. What is what should he have a sneaking suspicion about? You know, are there things that we kind of are kind of not looking in the right place? And hey, this is what you need to be concerned about if blank is going on, or if you see blank. You know, like you said with the panty sets, you know, this woman's been walking <laughs> around with draws with ducks and birds on them and a bra that doesn't match the panties. All this now, all of a sudden, the old girl's got the angel set on. That's obvious yeah. stuff. What's something yeah. that's not so obvious, Renee? Yeah. Um, changes in 
her looks? Is she suddenly cuts her hair, a new hairstyle, um, something that's out of character for her? Like she suddenly, you know, puts blonde streaks in her hair, something a little more risque. The skirts get shorter. The blouses get lower. Something that's out of character. She's trying something new. And I tell you what, you better you better sit up and take notice if she starts trying something new in the bedroom. So if she says, Whoa. hey, baby, do this, and she never asked you to do this, or all of a sudden, let's try this, but she never said to you, you know, let's spice up our sex life, and so all of a sudden she flips you this way and is more aggressive, and just like in the movie Temptation, when she was stealing that other guy and she came home and attacked her husband and and tried to rip his shirt off, and that's not characteristic of their sexual interaction. So all of a sudden, if she's, you know, wilder in bed, more wild or more experimental, that's definitely a sign. So, fellas, if your woman comes home and says, I want you to dress up, like a piece of chicken, I'm going to put on a Sanders suit and we're going to throw 1,100 spices on the bed and roll your ass in it and so on. The girl might be messing around with somebody that works at the chicken shack. No, I'm just kidding. But if you find some type of weird behavior that is, and actually, Renee, that is really funny because that was like number nine and ten was what if her sexual preferences and uh, change she wants to, and ten was if she wants to try different things in the bedroom. Now, ladies, let's nail him. This was not all about women bashing the night. The first thing that is a sign that man is uh, probably doing the nasty if he just gets to a point where he want he just you know unless he's Superman he can only have so much sex you know just so much sex now a couple of things that are really weird I don't know what's up in 2013 and 2012 about all this masturbation but. <laughs> I've had more people in my office talking about a man that they were with masturbating a lot. I don't know whether to say, sister, it is either that something is definitely wrong with him or he doesn't find you attractive or he needs therapy, but don't send that nasty, never mind, don't send him to me, send that person to someone else. But if the guy is masturbating a lot, but in my experience, it is true. If your man just has no interest in sex with you. And 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 I'm going to go back to that list we mentioned earlier that applied to both genders. When that situation has something to do with health, stress at work, financial hardship, you know, loss of a child, loss of a parent, loss of a very good friend or a sibling, you know, nobody's thinking about getting their, getting their freak on, especially during circumstances and trying times. But if your man just doesn't want none from you, either you've gained probably 50 pounds in the last four months or something, or something's wrong, and more than likely, he probably is messing around. What, what have you heard from the women in your organization about when their man doesn't want none anymore and they find out later that he was cheating? What were the signs the ladies described to you, Renee? Well, one of the signs is loss of interest in sex, obviously, yes, that you just mentioned. Another sign is um, being on a computer a lot. And people have to be uh, 
conscious of the fact that a lot of these affairs are beginning on the computer. You have a man that doesn't have home-based business or doesn't do business online, and he's on the computer constantly, or if you walk in the kitchen and he turns it off or he closes the computer and he's spending an inordinate amount of time on the computer, that is a clear sign. Men can have intense affairs on Facebook. They can have intense affairs on Match.com or some of these other dating sites. Right up under your nose, you're in the bedroom, and rather than having sex with you, he's on the computer having computer sex with somebody else or starting another relationship. Um, Social media has made it so easy, and cyber cheating is something you really need to watch out for. Man, now I'm going to tell you, this list I got from interviewing women. So just like I asked the brothers, I asked some sisters that were some in your organization, uh, some in some other organizations, and and some AKs and some Deltas. So this is what they said. The brother, you said on the computer, but the the companion to the computer now is the handheld computer, better known as your doggone cell phone. And they say that when they started noticing that their man was hiding their phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and for me, this I'm going to draw this line, and I'm going to draw this line again. If you are just dating someone, you don't have any right, male or female, to start fooling with folks' phones. That's, that is just unacceptable. However, if you are in a long-term committed relationship, I think that you may want to be um, ready to kind of pay attention to someone's phone habits. As a matter of fact, speaking of the phone, Renee, we have a caller, Bill. Uh, Julia, go ahead and put Bill through. Bill, are you there? Hey, I'm right here. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? Welcome to Conversations with hey, Dr. Good. D. Von Kong. Hey, how are you yeah, I've been listening for a few minutes, and I actually uh, felt the need to call in because I have a related topic. Um, We're listening. I uh, it's it's kind of embarrassing um, for me. I had an internet relationship going with a girl, and I'm not, I'm a young guy. It's not one of the desperate things. It was just a fling, a casual thing. We uh, we met on Facebook. She lived couple hundred miles away and we were chit-chatting having a really good time and then videos to one another all that as I'm sure you're aware of people like to do that kind of thing and uh, I go to bars a lot found, found a couple girls that I'm interested in and this girl her name is B uh, she told me she has cancer and that put me in the most awkward position I, I think maybe one of you two could kind of chime in on what you think about that uh, my first response is going to first, uh, Renee, don't slap me through the phone. I think that there are a lot of people out there that will play on people's sympathy, and they are setting you up because, one, first they bait you in. Second, after they bait you in, they, you know, they create this um, this euphoric, perfect relationship because, let's face it, if you don't have to smell the morning breath and you don't have to really deal with money unless you just kind of like go to visit them. You're spending money you would have had to spend whether you were visiting them or not. 
unless you're just really an idiot and you don't sound like an idiot. Sometimes people are setting you up to gain your sympathy in order to exploit you. Renee, what is your opinion? I'm not going to slap you. I'm I'm actually going to uh, pat you on the back and, and stand with you on this one because um, your name is Bill. Is that correct, sir? Bill. Bill. Bill, that's a very personal revelation, and that's a very serious, um, life-changing, life-altering, altering, I'm sorry, life-altering piece of information to share with someone you just met on the computer that's a casual friend that you've been having a, a fling with. And I believe there may be some element of manipulation there. And what I think you should you do know, is... I, you I, I agree with that. I think you should be empathetic, but I think you should turn her back to her family, to her pastor, to her church, and just kind of pull back from that situation because there is there is a lot of deception on the Internet. And the next thing is I don't have health insurance, and I have to go to the doctor, and I need uh, $75. You just told me she has, she has a retarded child and all this BS. And she doesn't have health insurance. She doesn't have, let me guess, she doesn't have health insurance, does she? Uh, You know, I didn't even ask. It's been a casual thing. You know, when someone tells you they have cancer, she needs money for something, doesn't she? Does she need money for something? Yes. She hasn't mentioned the money yet. Okay. All right. Well, Well, a lot of her, you know, she tells me she has cancer. She has a retarded child. Uh, She tells me how she hits the kid all the time. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird because it was a fun fling, and now she's getting into these weird things. I'll never tell anybody. Right. Well, Bill. First, I want to thank you for calling in, but I do want to tell you this, brother: be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, because the internet is just just exactly what Renee said. It is the world's masquerade, and you can play any character you want. And sometimes people will placate folks just to reel them in only to exploit them, but I appreciate the call, Bill. Now, I'm going to continue down this list. This next thing is gushing or talking about somebody suddenly. When your man starts having this, uh, you know, like you remember, and um, he met you or you met him, both of you guys did not mind talking about that each other to other people. You wanted to tell the world about it. You know, he wanted to tell the world about you. But when you start hearing a guy talk about another guy and he's going to be out with his buddy a lot or, you know, somebody that he works with and and how wonderful she is and all of this stuff, that might be a red flag, ladies, that that man is using dude for excuse to go do something because unless a man is gay or bisexual, the odds of him wanting to go hang out with a dude all the time are slim to zero. And I'm not going to say men cannot have good friendships. i got some guys that I am really cool with. Do I want to see them every day? No. Do I want to spend a lot of time with them? No. Normal men do not want to be the company of another man on a daily or every other day basis. So that's an excuse to get away from you and and put it on dude. So And then the next thing that you're going to hear more than likely is, you know what, the other night, girl, you know, boo, I, we had a couple of drinks. A brother couldn't drive to the crib, so I crashed at my boy's house. Renee, does that lie sound familiar to you? 
Yes, I actually lived that one. <laughs> I lived that one in my marriage. And my ex-husband had a very good friend who was a cover. Ladies, beware of the friend that's a cover. If you're married and you're in a relationship and your husband or boyfriend has a best friend that's single, that is the cover. Because come to find out, the cover, the his best friend who was recently divorced, was coming to where I live, and he and my husband were hanging out, and they were going on double dates. So that is the person that you that is covering for your husband. I found out he would have a bag in the trunk, and he would he would they would say they were going one place, and they would he would get in the car, and he would change, and they would go meet girls together, and. So if your boyfriend has a single friend and all of a sudden he's spending a lot of time with this single friend, the single friend is pulling him into situations to meet other women. That's exactly what's happening. Wow. Okay. Uh, I just want to inform my producer as well as my listening audience, we're going to be running probably five or ten minutes over because I do not want to give the ladies less time on this list and I gave the gentleman. Renee, can you stay with us about ten more minutes? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Now, uh, just moving forward. So, in other words, when he starts having this dude be his scapegoat, ladies and gentlemen, and that man tells you he's going deer hunting, it may not be D-E-E-R. It may be D-E-A-R, so you might want to watch out. The next is the disconnect. Even though relationships do come with an ebb and flow, a natural elbow, if you're sensing that he's drawing away from you, hey, you better watch out. There may be someone else. The emotional disconnect should always be investigated regardless of whether it's caused by cheating or if there's a problem. And I'm going to give you some things to look at because that emotional disconnect that these sisters mentioned, that is a very much of a fact with men. It is something about men where we just do not, you know, we don't want you no more, but we don't want nobody else to have you. You know, I, I mean, it's just brothers are uh, territorial, and I think it goes all down to the limbic system and the hindbrain, and that we just revert to our mammalistic ways of the, you know, the knuckle-dragging, first-generation to walk upright mindset, where we aren't mature enough to let you go, but we don't want you anymore. So what we do is typically hang on to a woman until we have another woman to replace her, and Renee, I gotta ask you, is that true? And have your have you or the ladies in your group experienced something like that? Yes, and that definitely goes both ways. We live in a dating climate of we even have a status for it on Facebook. It's complicated. And basically what that means is I am with someone, but I'm looking for someone new, and I'm going to transition right from this vagina to another vagina, right from this penis to another penis, because I can't stand being alone, because I can't stand the idea of sleeping alone. And men love consistent, convenient sex. So until until they find that new consistent convenient sex partner, they're going to keep you know they're going to keep that coochie at home until they find a new one. So definitely, definitely, um, you got to watch out for that transitional. And women do the same thing because we don't want to spend the time alone to work on us to heal. So we transition from relationship to relationship. That is so real. Wow. Here's a, I'm going to combine these two. Uh, sisters had me laughing. They said, brothers start pulling Houdinis. And I'm like, what the hell is a Houdini? So the, the explanation I got is 
he just starts disappearing. He's unavailable, and to the point you're starting to wonder, where in the hell is he? Also, mm-hmm. they said these times tend to take a pattern because it's tough to think of schedules, especially in secret. Now, when they said that, my first question to these ladies is, Houdini always had to have an assistant, right? No, every good magician, uh, David Blaine, whoever, you know, even the best of magicians have an assistant, and I'm going to name the assistant homeboy's friends, and in some cases, his relatives. I know that's really trifling if the brother is married, engaged. You and your damn family both need to be shot, and I'm going to say that for women too, but Renee, do you think that, uh, one, the Houdini thing, I'm kind of going to buy into that. I think the ladies hit it on the head. But over, when the friends are acting strange, what kind of weird stuff have you seen? You just got through saying uh, the dude started showing up at the house more, almost like, look, I'm going to bear witness that he's with me. And yes. after that, you are you have been bullshitted sufficiently, and we can do what we do. Is there some other behavior other than the in your face, I'm his bud, we're riding off into the sunset almost together? Is there something else that guys do that you and some of the ladies in the group have talked about? Yes, they hide behind work. They hide behind business meetings. They they hide behind this is my coworker and we have an after dinner work meeting or suddenly there are more meetings and there are more reasons to hang out with people at work and most affairs occur at work. So be very suspicious if if all of a sudden there is a meeting here from six to nine or the office is going bowling or the office is playing golf on Saturday from eight AM to midnight. It's you know, a lot of that stuff is hidden behind work because you can't really argue with things that he says are job related. You can't really be suspicious of that it's an after-office work party or it's an after-office networking happy hour on a Friday. That is a big one. Let me let me ask this one because um, I know as a you know I've uh, I'm got I'm a I've got a doctorate. I'm certified in neurolinguistics. I'm getting a master's certification as a master coach and a, getting another certification. So I spend a lot of time in my office uh, studying, and I spend a lot of time reading because, as you know, once you get to a doctoral level, you have to continue your education, and these certifications, not only do they cost a lot of money, they cost a lot of time. How can a woman, in your opinion, Renee, tell the difference between real stuff and bull stuff? Real stuff, you see evidence of it. You see evidence of the production of the time spent. You see the certification in a frame. You see the books on the desk. You see, you know, the the uh, registration for the class. You see all that. You're you're involved in his his work, social life. So you know that there is this event coming up. But I'm talking about the guy that's BSing that just has a regular job, and all of a sudden work has these social element to it. I'm talking about the social element of work that's not producing income, that's not producing accomplishment, that you can't see the evidence of all these extra hours that he's devoting to the job, and they're not producing anything. 
what you're talking about, you're producing degrees, you're producing certificates, you're producing more clients, you're producing income, so there's evidence that what you're doing is real. And that other dude, it, if it sounds more social than business, then it's it's crap. Well, and I ain't no lie, I'm also producing bills, and I'm taking a whole <laughs> lot of aspirin. Uh, next couple of things I want to hit is that the ladies made mention of guys getting caught in other lies about things. What are some of the lies that you and some of the sisters on black women who want more uh, catch their men? Like, I, I know the thing about going fishing and you got on a business suit, you know, that is an obvious lie. But what are some of the little white lies, the things that lead to behavioral patterns that you can tell have led to infidelity? Um, Lies about money. You know, if you find receipts and there's money, you know, he's spending money on another woman and he tells you the flowers were for, you know, the man is sending flowers and he tells you they were for his mom or, you know, little things like that. Um, Telling you he's going to be one place. I caught my husband one time, and you can find out the simplest things leave clues. He said he was going one place, but he had a parking ticket from another place. So on this particular day that he was supposed to be here, the parking ticket said he was in D.C. Well, he was supposed to be on business in Norfolk. But he got a parking ticket in D.C. and come to find out he had gone to D.C. to see a woman. So if you keep your eyes open, ladies, little things are going to tell you the truth. It's like forensics. If you look, you're going to see the death of the relationship. You're going to see trace evidence and fingerprints. And if you think your relationship is dead, then start looking for that forensic evidence. Okay, and going into the last two things, uh, and I think this ladies said it, but I know that this is not so much gender specific. So, but ladies said this about guys is that once a cheater, always a cheater. If he's done it before, he's really capable of doing it again, and it has nothing to do with you, which is why you can say that he cheated on his previous lover because she didn't keep him happy. Here's my opinion on that. Some people consider themselves being cheated on when someone has told them beyond the shadow of a doubt, I do not want to be in a committed relationship right now. So earlier in the show, I made the comment that you need to really sit down and make sure that because you had sex, ladies, that does not mean dude is your man. And gentlemen, that does not mean that's your girl. People can screw you all day, all night, and do it for months and not be committed to you. However, if someone has been up front and told you they've made mistakes in the past, and I'm going to just put this out there for men and for women, I'm going to say give them a chance because people do change grow up, but what I am going to suggest is put them on one hell of hell of a long probationary period. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. I just recently wrote um, a piece on my page called Loving the Lie, and a lot of reasons, Dr. Ivan, as women, we have to take responsibility for loving the lie, meaning we like the false sense of security of not asking the right questions. We love the false sense of security of thinking we're in a committed relationship when we haven't even had the conversation or asked the question. We're nowhere near marriage. And for a lot of guys, 
We don't have the conversation, but single is single and married is married. So our definition of a relationship when we're dating a lot of times is different, and a man will let us think that we're in a relationship just because he's getting sex and it's comfortable and it's convenient and it's consistent. But we're really not in a relationship, so we're getting played because we're playing the game and we're not asking what are the rules. Oh, wow. Well, I just want to thank you guys for listening tonight. You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Vong. Renee, tell people how they can get in contact with you. They can get in contact with me by emailing Toppin Sales, my last name, T-O-P-P-I-N-S-A-L-E-S at AOL. I'm one of the last AOL dinosaurs. This is Toppin Sales at AOL.com. And please like my page. Key in the search field, Black Women Who Want More, it's the organization. We have over 87,000 followers. We don't just post posters. We don't just post pictures. We actually have some very unique, original, powerful content and powerful discussions, and we invite you to join us. Thank you, Renee. That's Renee Toppin from Black Women Who Want More, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you can't love yourself, why in the hell would somebody else want to? Anyway, I will see you guys Wednesday at noon. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening. Good night.